All right, welcome back to another episode of the Pin High Podcast, presented by Pin High Media. This week we had a compelling leaderboard with Emiliano Grio and Adam Shank. Just kidding, but we have the Memorial uh, Tournament this weekend. Elevated event, great field. So let's get into it. This is Jordan Spieth here, and this is the Dan High Podcast. Yeah, so let's get in, in uh, inside the ropes. Emiliano Grio, I feel like, is one of those guys, much like Wyndham Clark when he won at the Wells Fargo, where I feel like a lot of people in like the Twitter community love to like... Um, put futures on on Wyndham and Emiliano Grio in hopes that one day you know it'll hit because like they're good players, um, and you know in the past I guess three tournaments both of them have won. So all all Harry Hall or Adam Shank needed on the 18th hole was a birdie and they they won the golf tournament or a par to extend the playoff. But Harry Hall hits his first shot left into the water which is just tough he he retweeted the highlight of him hitting into the water which is funny but yeah the low light no it's 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 a good look somebody yelled tommy shelby after one of his tee shots um he's a compelling guy to watch i feel like there's not that much to say about the charles schwab this weekend anyway like i said in the intro the leaderboard was not very compelling um, like we, the names we just mentioned, Grio, Shank, Hall. Hall's hat is really the only thing that made it. Yeah, like a, like Harry a, Hall's like a hat again. Harry Hall, line. straight out of the nineteen forties, just you know, right into the modern game. But yeah, yeah, no, you've been on him, and yeah, good week. But Emiliano Grio comes out with the victory. Mm-hmm. You get a lot for winning this tournament. I think you get like you get the jacket, you get the trophy. I think there's a like a car or something that's in play this week that you get. Like you, you get a lot for yeah. I think you get a lot for winning this tournament. So uh, even though it's not an elevated event, uh, still get some some nice prizes out of this one. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, like we said, it, it, they. The, they kind of got screwed the tournament by being right in between the PGA and the Memorial. It's a great tournament with like yeah. a lot of history. So that kind of sucks. I bet that they'll eventually be an elevated event. In the yeah. Cycle. At some point. I, I, I can't imagine they wouldn't be. Um, I, Cause I know next year Pebble is an elevated event. So that means somebody's leaving um, the, the cycle. So I guess it does look like they're going to cycle them in and out, which yeah. is, which is nice. It's a pretty good golf course too. It doesn't yield like the lowest score, which is, you know, always good to watch. I think, mm-hmm. for sure. But let's move on to this week with which you know, in my opinion, has a little bit better of a tradition than than the the plaid jacket. <laughs> the plaid no jacket shape. is for some reason the plaid jacket is out at like four or five different tournaments now. Like like somebody just needs to take it. the plaid jacket. I'm pretty sure RBC. the RBC Heritage the um, the Charles Schwab, and I think there's one more. I think maybe the RBC Canadian, or maybe another. another well, the Arnold Palmer event. has the red sweater, but that's yeah, different. but that's different. But still, like, I think RBC Heritage needs the, needs the plaid jacket, and then the Charles Schwab needs something else. But besides the point, yeah. 
But like I said, we got milkshakes this week. I, I, I saw the, 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 the list of flavors. What, what are you going with? Uh, I didn't even look at the list of flavors. I remember we mentioned the Buckeye the last time we were talking about this. Personally, not mine. Yeah, I would get, I'd probably get the Buckeye just because it's it's like what they're known for. But I'm also maybe allergic to nuts. I haven't found out yet. So I'm going with Oreo. The Oreo is, is usually a can't miss. Uh, the Twix is intriguing to me. I've never tried a Twix milkshake before. Ooh, Twix sounds really good. Caramel. Yeah. yeah. So I, maybe I would go with that. But yeah. It's, they're available uh, all week in player dining. Yeah, kind of nice. Don't don't have too many milkshakes. No. Um, after somebody was posting about that. I think it was Chris Goddard up because he had the invite this week. He was like, "I gotta, I gotta contain myself." <laughs> yeah, maybe but, it's like a you know you shoot shoot below sixty something, you you have yourself a milkshake. But if if you don't play that well, maybe you don't indulge. <laughs> it's it's an interesting tournament this week because you have some major like conditions it's it's maybe not major like but like it is like a tory pines you know bay hill type setup yeah jack sets up this course very as close to a major as you can without it actually being a major maybe the greens aren't as running as firm as they they would be at a major but uh yeah, high, he likes the high rough. They have extended the golf course in the last like two years. Uh, if you remember, it's he like, ripped it 75. up. Yeah, yeah, it's playing pretty long. Uh, and it's an elevated event, so you have pretty much the best players on the PGA Tour playing this week. I don't think anyone's skipping this week of note. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 always gonna it's always a good tournament to watch, and I think it's gonna be be another another really good one this year. Yeah, and I mean, it's obvious that. John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, you look at those two and you're like, how did these guys not win this week? How does not, how does one of them not win this week? But we're not going to talk about that because like Michael Kim said, when he was putting together his perfect golfer, I didn't use John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler because it just would have been boring. They're good at everything. They're the best at everything. Yeah. And you could almost, Patrick Cantlay is almost a guy that you could not talk about this week as well. Like he has good history here, and like I feel like he's a very, very popular pick, and I think he's the third favorite. So those are three guys already yeah, that I just, like have a really good chance. Cantlay's just such a snore. Yeah, but but he is playing well. He's got Joe Acava on the bag, and he's won here before. Now it was yes. gifted to him because John Rom had the withdrawal, but still. So let's talk through. Some of the guys that I like that I put in the group chat um, in this top tier, I'd say Hovland and Fitzpatrick are two of the guys that I really like. They're they're positive gained stro- or they've gained strokes on bent grass um, within the last year. Um, you know they're up there in the field. I think like top ten maybe um, in strokes gained putting on bent grass, maybe top fifteen and. I don't know. They feel like they're just in really good form. Fitzy won the RBC. I know it's a little bit of a different setup, but he's got the driving distance. He's got the short game. And then Hovland's just in incredible form in, in this kind of format of a of, or this layout of course. He's just Yeah, though I I you know, I was saying I could be talked in the Hovland. I haven't done a ton of research on it, but I do see his eighth in strokes gain off the tee. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely something to look at this week with just how long the course is playing. And also you do want to keep it in the fairway, which I think Victor's done a pretty good job of this year. Uh, you know, it's the putting that lets him down, but you said he's putt well in bent grass. So maybe, maybe it won't be that and bad. People always say Victor's short game, like he doesn't have it, but it's like, well, sometimes he just out approach, like stroke out ball strikes the course. And it doesn't matter that his short game's not that good. Yeah, and like his his uh, you know his strokes gain around the green is not very good, but you know his strokes gain approach, like you said, is I think at eleventh. Strokes gain putting is at one hundred two, but again, you have to to bring in the bank grass. Bank grass. So yeah. yeah, and then like like I said, accuracy is probably pretty important this week. He's twenty seventh in driving accuracy, but he also has the distance. He's in the top fifty in driving distance. So yeah, Victor does feel like a like a good pick for me. Um, I guess going to Fitzy. Fitzy again. You said above average, uh, above average off the tee as far as distance is concerned. So that's not going to be a worry. Um, trying to pull up the stats here. If they load, there we go. So yeah, Fitzy, 44 strokes gain off the tee, uh, 29 strokes gain putting this year. His driving distance, again, in the top 50-ish, kind of around Victor's. Not as accurate as Victor has been this year. He's been spraying the ball a little bit, 105th in, in driving accuracy. His green and regulations, his percentage is kind of low for some reason. I mean, I guess his, his strokes gain around the green has been good, but green's regulation, 112th. Didn't think I'd see that. Yeah, Fitzy has like an okay record here. He's he's ha- he has like a third uh, solo third finish. I think he got cut last year, but he gained strokes in everything but putting. He lost three and a half strokes putting somehow. That's brutal. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because he's also a bent grass, a good bent grass putter. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I feel like that's kind of an enigma for for Fitzpatrick and. It could be a bounce back year for him. Yeah, I think I like between the two of them, I probably lean Hovland. I think the form's just there. Uh, it's an elevated know, after after watching him in the majors this year, like he hasn't come out from major this year, but he's been very good in the majors, and he kind of has a game that could that could work around here. Um, mm-hmm. What about some guys like kind of going off the board a little bit from the top ten? You know, so going off the board a little bit. Like Shane Lowry, he has incredible course history here. Like, unreal. Um, he hasn't won, I don't think, but, you know, he has a lot of top finishes. Um, I like Hideki. He has, he, he's a former winner. He's kind of slept on. Um, and then, really off the board, Ryan Fox. He's quite off the board for somebody who finishes so well in courses that like in layouts that are like more difficult. Yeah, interesting. I didn't that's not one that I have really heard about, but yeah, that could be a, a way off the board pick. I feel like he's a good DFS add into like a DFS lineup. He's probably not that high salary either. Yeah, I think he's 7,100 on DraftKings. Yeah, so maybe something to look into there. Um, 
not really sure when it comes off the board to me. I mean, the Gala kind of off the board. He's in the similar he's not odds that range. He's in the similar range as Shane Lowry, I guess. They actually have yeah, the same yeah. exact odds. Um, I kind of like him this week a little bit. Um, again, he has the kind of distance accuracy kind of together model that that works pretty well here. You know, hit, about him is all about the putting if he's going to be putting well, but that's a handful of guys are like that. And I really just want to see him win a tournament at some point. But I think he'll contend this week. I'm not sure if he'll win. Um, I feel like I gotta mention Scory. Score. I mean, yeah, Scory's an obvious one. Like he's played played well at Oak Hill, which is like you know difficult setup. He's he's had good finishes here in the past. Like he's just this is of course for for him. I don't know if he can win it, but seems like a place where he finishes like in the seven like seven to. To like 13 range. Yeah, I mean, I think we've mentioned a lot of names. I think Victor's going to end up being our pick. Yeah, I think Victor should be the pick. Mm, um, I agree. Who won this event last year? Billy Horschel won last year? Yeah, who... Like, I guess that's one question we should ask ourselves is who is the potential Billy Horschel of this year? Because if you... Pull up Billy Horschel's data golf. You can kind of see his, his form leading into to last year's event. He's a little bit better than he, he has been this year. He's been he's been dodgy. Um, but going into last year's memorial, he's cut to Charles Schwab, 68th PGA Championship, second at the Zurich, T21, RBC Heritage, 43rd Masters, and he had some really good finishes during that stretch of like golf, like farmer's insurance through players. Um, so like he was playing a lot better last year. So I guess the, 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 the question is who's somebody kind of like a little off the board, but playing well, in really good form. It's a, it's a good question. I feel like a, this year, just cause it's an elevated event, one of the top guys is going to end up winning, but, uh, it was a good field looking, last year, though. It's always I'm a good field. Right I don't now. Think. Is it? Got to look at the previous results. Is it Keith Mitchell is a guy like that, maybe? You think? I mean, he's, well he's not really playing well, honestly. Like, his last two no. events have not been great. He's made cuts, but he's not playing that well. But, but he, he did, did play finish. Well that he did stretch. play. I think he finished T18 here last year. He did play well at some point this year, and his like driving has been been so good this year. Third in total driving, fourth strokes gain off the his tee. His approach has been really bad. He's lost strokes in his last. Six it's crazy. I, like he, usually, you see it the opposite, where it's like your ball striking is good throughout, and then your putting and chipping is bad. Keith Mitchell is like everything is good except for his approach, which is very interesting. Yeah, he's he's not playing great, but like honestly, I could see it because he's this is this is a similar makeup. I'm looking at the data golf as what Billy Horschel was last year leading into this event. And what what did Billy Horschel finish in 2021? Um, not sure. Do you have him up? Do not. He finished 67th. 
Okay, well, Keith Mitchell played a little bit better here last year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just not a Bill, like it's not going to be a Billy Horschel type of guy. But I do could see a guy like Keith Mitchell playing well, getting himself into the top ten, maybe. But these these elevated events, I feel like they're dominated by the the studs. And Victor Hovland is maybe definitely like one of those Keith guys. Maybe like the Keith Mitchell top ten. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm on I'm on team Victor. I think I would like to see Victor here. I could definitely see Victor winning here. Um and he's kind of the hot hand. Yeah. Um anybody else you want to point out? Like uh, I feel like I'm throwing darts right now. <laughs> Chris Goddard ups in the field. He's a bomber. I just like elevated event. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, guys there. Play well. I mean, I, again, would always love to see Ricky play well. I'm not sure. Ricky, you know, if it is literally he's just been Mr. in good like, form. Yeah, he's Mr. Top Twenty. And he which, was six last week, which is good. Um, yeah, he just needs to get a win at one of these places. Then, then okay. we could, then it could be the year of Ricky 2024. Could be. Um, let's get in the clubhouse in the week. We've uh, we we played together on Sunday. We had a nice little foursome yeah. going for nine holes, eleven holes. Um, I my game's not in a great place right now. <laughs> I'm very. Good right now. I'm in like a very back and forth with my game at the moment, but yeah, uh, it's, it's all right. I haven't played much recently because I've been traveling and it's tough. I mean, not I'm in an I'm in an okay spot of my game, I guess is the, is the way mm-hmm. to say it, and it has been for for weeks, just an okay spot. Um, yeah, I played on I played before we played the day before we played. Um, it was just bogey golf season. It's just making a lot of bogeys. I mean, like wasn't really making doubles. Not necessarily a bad thing. No, but it still, I made like one birdie, I think, but. Bogey golf season, which is if anybody, okay. If anybody has any tips to for somebody to stop closing their club face at impact, let your boy know. Because if I get that figured out, I think that's that that's, that's, the that's key. game over. The I key think to that's victory. The key. Stop closing my club face at impact. That's literally my issue. Yeah, I don't, I'm I'm out of golf tips at this point because I have a two way miss. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's no. it's been okay. It's been okay. Can't can't complain that much. Um, one okay. thing I did want to mention that there's all there's a lot of live golf drama going on. I don't know if you've what seen the. Everybody's Ryder going back and forth about the Ryder Cup. Should they be in the Ryder Cup? Should they not be in the Ryder Cup? I think we uh, talked about it last week. Yeah, I just want a, a take. <laughs> my take is, I would say, pretty rational, and it's that like. It should be it, it. On one hand, it should be the top twelve versus the top twelve. On the other, you put yourself in a position that you knew is going to be like this, so you have to go out and force them, force their hand, and be like, "Yeah, there's no doubt that he's can help us win." Brooks Kepka, he will be on the Ryder Cup team. He will be like he's going to be on the Ryder Cup team. Sergio Garcia, still pretty good player put himself in a position where he's, I just don't think there's any way he makes the Ryder cup team. And 
unless yeah. they really I mean, have no bias, which they my, will. my take is you got to basically you're in live golf. Now you got to earn your way through the majors. If you have yeah, you three signed top up for that 10, you, you have three money. top 10 major finishes. And yes, you deserve to be on the Ryder cup team, depending on how the live season is going. But yeah, Rory had the take that he supports Brooks Kepka for making the U S team. I mean, he basically is already on it because of points already, but he doesn't support any of the European players, which is interesting. That's like his team. I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I, I, I don't know how much that makes sense. I think if I heard more of more, some more context, but I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to what I said. It's like, you, you knew what you were signing up for and is it fair? Maybe not, but like, that's what happened and it's just the way it's going to be. Although I do think that people's minds on live players are kind of changing because of Brooks yeah, Kepka. for the most part. a good narrative for, for live players and their performance in majors have pushed a good narrative for them as players, not really the league. I think the league's kind of still. Sticks. Yeah, I mean, your best players in the world are still your best players in the world. Like newsflash, yeah. they yeah. haven't really dropped yeah. off. Um, yeah. yeah, and then one other thing, Matt Matt Wolf is now a live free agent. I don't know if you've seen that. He's just kind of a, pardon my French, he's just kind of a dickhead nowadays. Yeah, I, apparently uh, the vibes were not there. That was like that's the official quote. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So he, apparently he's also Nike paying two billion potentially. There's, I would love to know if there's any validity on that because I don't know it's about that. Live golf. Who, who's making a two billion investment in live golf? And they're not even not even in live. Just one team on live Smash GC. Like they're just trying to buy Smash GC. Yeah, I don't is, think that that's a two billion. They're basically looking to buy Brooks Kepka. Which they already, they already have Brooks Kepka. is so much money. There's no way there's any validity to that. And if they actually do buy them for $2 billion, my faith in the, in the economy is just gone. Yeah, but I guess I guess Kep, the Kepkas and Jason Kokrak worth $2 billion. They don't even, they don't even, I don't even know who their replacement is for Matt Wolf right now. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out the next event whenever the hell it is. I don't really know how often live events are. I mean, yeah. What do you, what do, you do with Matt often. Wolf? Like, does he just, is there like a trade? Do they like go get another player and does Matt go to another team? Or is he just like out of pro golf now? And there's some pretty bad live golf teams. So like there are, but like, it's just, it's just wild. He signed for live golf and he might not have a spot anywhere after this. Maybe not. Like it's one not thing, like on the PGA golf. tour, if you, if you, lose your tour card you go to the corn Ferry tour you try to earn it back or you go play on in europe or you go whatever like at, there's not really any options if you get cut from a live team do we know what the suspension is on players is it indefinite yeah i think it's just indefinite I, it's okay. not yeah they haven't really said what it is and like some guys have withdrew their memberships as well so yeah like i don't know if there's a path back to the pga tour from live golf you've made your choice for now, at least, I'm sure if Brooks Kepka said he wanted to go back to PJ Tour, they'd probably open him with open arms. But I don't think he will, though. I think like he's got a, he's got the life right now. Yeah, no, he gets to prepare for the majors basically all yeah times a year. Good for him. Good for him. 
but yeah, that was just like yeah, we got a pretty good uh, good stretch of golf coming up. We got RBC U.S. Open. Should be should be fun. Yeah. Final gun to your head prediction on who wins this week. You got me on the Victor Hovland train, but gun to my head, Patrick Cantlay. He's boring, but gun to my head, John. People, this always happens. Like he'll like miss the cut or not play well at an event, like he, like the PGA, and people are just like, I forgot that John Rahm's like the best player in the world. And just like looking at Scotty Scheffler's finishes this year. Like just go to his PG go to his PGA to our page and look at his look at his uh just his his results. I mean when's the last yeah, time he's finished quite, outside of the ridiculous. when's the last time he's finished outside of the top fifteen? The, the CJ Cup, Cup October. <laughs> so ridiculous. Just it's a lot of a lot of money is coming his way. Uh he's already made fourteen million dollars this year almost 15 million dollars wow i mean honestly rom sinkers in there i guess but like other than that like he has four wins in the last like 10 weeks not 10 One, two, three. we're living in a world where we have some good golfers crazy all right that'll do it for this week um enjoy the memorial hopefully mm-hmm. get your milkshake on the uh, the 18th grade.